Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Veronica Williams podcast. I hope that your Wednesday is going amazing. Um, I wanted to come in here, give a quick uh, word of wisdom, even though I say quick, I know that it may be 20, 30 minutes. I sure hope not. Um, welcome to any of my new listeners to my podcast. Um, if you want to know anything at all about me, um, please go back and check out my previous episodes. It would tell you about my history, about my journey, and about what I am doing now. Um, yeah, and definitely, definitely, please, I would love it if you would rate, comment, and subscribe as well. Also, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, I'll please ask that you rate the um, podcast so that others are able to actually see this. Um, Social media is social media, even though this is a platform where we're able to basically, you know, it's it's our platform. It's not like Instagram or Facebook where it's the algorithms um, issues. But if the podcast is not even being rated, it's not going to even be able to be viewed by people who are listening or desiring to hear um, anything regarding encouragement or inspiration in their walk so uh, again welcome to any of my new, new listeners and definitely to the ones that have been like a family of mine and have continued to listen since i've been doing this now um it's been since october of last year so this is something totally different that i'm doing today um i love doing the word of wisdom and a word of encouragement something that can continue to inspire you in your journey um Every single day, we many people wake up and we look for that word of encouragement. We look for something um, that we're wanting to push us. Uh, many people are okay and they just want to be comfortable and that's okay as well. But for me, I don't think I even know the word comfortable. Like I've never really been able to sit down and just be comfortable. And resting is something different. I do rest. I rest a lot. But being comfortable um, I always feel as if it's not pushing me to what uh, to my better self. So I like to be pushed. Sometimes is the pushing is very painful, and um, that's a part of the process. And like I said on one of my posts before, many of us don't want to get to the, go through the process because there's pruning through the process. There is a pain through the process, and. A lot of us want to skip that journey. We do not want to go through that journey. But in order to get to a different platform, in order to get to new territories, in order to get to the promotion, you have to go through the process. And like I said, the process sometimes is not always um, comfortable. Sometimes, but it's um, it's definitely, definitely worth it. It's worth the push. So um, I went from doing multiple things as far as talking about, and I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse by trade. I've been a nurse for quite a while, but I'm not in that profession at this present time. That is one of the things that God has told me to put down. Um, and I still, you know, did not get it for so, for a while. Why God allowed me or why he had me put that thing down. And on my recent um, video on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. I had a 
And I'll put the link in the show notes uh, if you want to go back and listen to that video on IG or Facebook. But I did like a 10-minute video yesterday talking about the crossover. And what I meant was just crossing over from where you are to this promised land that God has given every single one of us. It is something that he promised us. And in and, and that place, there is there is uh, overflow and there is abundance and there is wealth and there is prosperity. And there's so much in that place that many of us are not living in that place. And it could be because of two different things that I've come to uh, understand in my walk. It's because of being number one, disobedient and being out of alignment with God. Or number two, we, you just don't care. Like you just just don't care. You're okay with your life. You're complacent with your life. And you're like, I don't really care. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. And, or you're just the fact of them being disobedient. And we go around this mountain multiple times year after year, and we never get a chance to cross over. So if you want to read more about that, I've been studying Exodus 14, where Moses led the Israelites um, into the promised land, even though it should have been an 11 day journey it took them like 40 years. Yeah. So we all live that life. We all desire to uh, probably wake up and want something more every day. But many of us are afraid to actually step out into that thing that will make us uncomfortable. Um, So yeah, nursing is something I've laid down and God has now put me in this different vehicle that has, um, it's, it's questioned a lot. Like I've questioned a lot about it because I know that um, things that God does, does not line up with uh, logical facts. It doesn't line up with what we're used to. It's like God is, he, he does something where even you question like, okay, so I don't know what happened. Um, but God is outside of time. God loves to bless his children. God loves to bless those that love him. He loves to give us favor. Um, and, and, and I absolutely, absolutely love God. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And this is what I desire to do. I desire to help motivate. And through the motivation, there also has to come some education. Many people love the edification. And I said this before, we love to get edified. We love for someone to just lift us up and boost our spirit. Yet we don't want the education behind it. The word of God tells us that we're to use the word of God to edify and to educate as well. We're to teach the word of God. And many people have went away from the church or went away from different places. Not that God cannot find you where you are because he's such a good father that he does. He will find you exactly where you are in that broken place. God knows our heart and he knows how to find us. So it's not the fact of being in church. He desires for us to be in church. He loves for us to go to a church because there's many things that we don't have because we don't have a church home. I I can, and I can vouch for that myself. Um, every city that I've moved to and um, by the way, instability is is of the devil. It is of the enemy. He allows us to think in our mind that we're never going to be stable. You're always going to be moving. You're never going to have a place that is yours. And in our life, in my uh, in my marriage, in my family, we have moved not just because of military, because I was not military long, but we've moved over 25 times. And I didn't know that until I looked at my credit report and I was saying, my God, we have moved over 25 times in 25 years. That is not good at all. That is not good. Um, but I came to this point now and I started warring differently. 
and claiming what is mine. I was um, claiming the inheritance. I wanted what, what was mine. So, so God was allowing us, sometimes he will allow you to lay that thing down that you've been so used to. And many people are afraid to give God a 100% yes, because, you know, we all go in and a lot of people go in and we pray the prayer of Jabez, Father God, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. Like many people are afraid to even leave out the territory they're in. So now you're going to ask God to enlarge your territory. He will absolutely align your words up with your walk. A lot of people are afraid to do that. God, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me to keep me from harm and from causing pain. And God does that. So there's big prayers that I prayed back in 2014 and 15 and 16. And I'm not going to go into all of this again because this is something I typically talk about in majority of my of my podcast. But I wanted to come in here today and I have three points that I wanted to actually talk about. If you listen to my last podcast, you notice it talked about money. It talked about, um, I actually forgot the entire um, title of the podcast, but it talked about money because um, money can become something you worship. Money can become, in, and you can't serve two gods. You cannot serve uh, mammon. You cannot serve God. You cannot serve money and think that you're going to get blessed. Now, there are many people out here who have served money, who have sold their souls to the devil so they can have every single thing that they desire. Um, they, they, they'll they say yes to whatever, not having discernment of the person that they're, that they're saying yes to, not have discernment of what they're walking into. And that thing can literally take your life or can take your family's life because you didn't have discernment. You didn't have the, the wisdom and the knowledge to know that this thing was not of God, even though it may have sounded good. Everything that's good is not God. God does things that are great. So sometimes you'll get that thing that it comes and it's like, wow, this is perfect. It's what I've been looking for. Yet that is the that is the the, the false before the real. You're gonna God is gonna always give you exactly what you need. But this thing that comes sometimes before us, it's like, okay, this door is of God, but it's gonna be something about it. That's going to contradict the word of God. And in your spirit, you got to receive that this is not of God. This is this is of me. This is just what I'm looking for. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is, is about your money. God has me on this new vehicle with about 70 plus women that we've started this movement over the past um, 70 days. And God's word says that uh, the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the righteous. I receive that myself. I know that God desires to bless me because number bullet number one, God wants to prosper you. Third John one and two, God says, beloved, I pray that you, I pray. Pray that you may prosper in all things, not in one thing or four things. He said, in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And when I thought of that scripture, the first thing I thought about is, okay, so it's talking about your soul prospering and God wants you to prosper in everything, even in your health. So anytime we focus on money, like we don't have money to pay our bills. We don't have money to pay the car note. We don't have money to pay the credit card uh, bills. And we don't have money to pay for our children's education or, or for their, um, or, you know, their extracurricular activities. We don't have money to pay your mortgage. You don't have money to do anything that you desire to do. You're going to have this stress. You're going to have this anxiety 
overwhelming because you have tried to do it yourself. And many of many people go out and buy things that they think is going to help them prosper. They think it's going to help them feel good. And they buy these nice, beautiful cars and houses and things that shine and, and all of this stuff that they believe is going to do something to their spirit. Yet their spirit is still empty. Their heart is still empty because you can never buy uh, materialistic things and believe that it's going to it's going to cover that spot, that it's going to heal that spot that only belongs to Jesus. It's not going to. It doesn't matter what you go buy with the money. And yes, money answereth all things, but it would not replace the place where Jesus resides, where Jesus is at. That is in your heart. I don't care. I bought many cars. And if you're anything like me, I used to buy my dream car I bought last year was an Audi. It was one of my dream cars. And I had on my vision board. I wanted it. And I remember getting that car the first day. And the first thing I said, like my husband always say, let's go get the windows tint. See, I'm older now. I don't care about putting rims on there or nothing like that. Back in the day, we did that a lot. It was stupidity. Not wise at all. But people do that. And I live and we live and we learn. So I'm not throwing shade about it. But that's something we did. We threw away so much money on cars on materialistic stuff. But when I bought this Audi, I felt like I earned this, like I deserve this. God has really blessed me with the car that I've desired for so long. Yet the decisions around getting that car, I didn't discern that it was not the right car. This is something I chose, but it was out of timing. It was not of God. I had to um, I had to take $5,000 out of my 401k to put as a down payment. The interest rate was sky high because my credit score was like 511 and I'm making over $100,000 a year. And it doesn't matter because sometimes lack can overwhelm you. The spirit of lack can overwhelm you. And because you've been in that place for so long, because your family dealt with it and you dealt with it, you think it's okay. And we're, we're rejoicing and we're excited. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I got this new car. Yet God is saying, I didn't tell you to go get that because see, I didn't know. I used to come in and look at that car and I was like, even before I closed the door, I would close the door slowly so I can just look at it in the, in the front of the apartment complex that we, not that we own a home. Yeah. I got a beautiful car with $600 payments in front of an apartment. It didn't make sense to me. So 23 days later, I remember taking that car back. And giving it back because I knew that what God has for me was better. All I kept hearing was, um, ask God again. Ask God again. I want to, I believe God wants to give us so much better than we can imagine. But we try in our own, own a strength to get these things that God wants to give us. But we want to get them beforehand. Sometimes we get out of alignment with God and we go ahead of God prematurely and we try to birth this thing that God is saying. It came too early. Now it's time for you to try to keep this thing on life support because I didn't tell you to even birth this thing just yet. It wasn't time. And I was out of order. I was out of order, but I didn't know that. But I thank God that he's given me this Holy Spirit that can speak to me and that can tell me this was not the right car. And I gave the car back because I'm like, okay, this is good. But the blessings, um, I mean, um, the blessings of the Lord makes us rich and does not add any sorrow to it. It's been sorrow after sorrow after sorrow with different things that we have because of choices have made 
that was not good? What choice have you made and you know it wasn't good? You know it wasn't God. It just seemed like it was good at the moment. You're, you're like, I wish I would not have bought that. I wish I would not have went on vacation. I wish I would not have made that decision because I didn't even go to God and ask God what he thought about it. I didn't ask him what he thought about it. I just did it because it I felt like it was the right thing. So I let the car go. I let the car go and I had more peace after they gave my $5,000 back. I had more peace than I did the day that I got it. It was like I felt like I was obedient that God had a bigger plan even though I couldn't see it. All I could see now is the fact that we got a 1999 Cadillac that's been torn up every couple of months that I have to drive back and forth to work, but it was still transportation. I was still trusting God that he would provide everything that I needed. That was the first part of the faith walk. That was the first part of me really hearing from God and saying, okay, be faith, you know, be obedient in this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I could have just said, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice the fact that instead of me leaving the $5,000 in my 401k and investing in letting that money grow the way that we were not taught, we weren't taught that as children, how to invest and how to let your money grow. When you make money, let your money, you know, your money grow. We didn't know that. So this is, so this is something new, but there's no excuse that we stay in slavery. There is no excuse that we stay in bondage and we get upset with the people because they either deny us, we can't own homes, we're living inside of an apartment, we're in debt, we are struggling and living paycheck to paycheck because of our choices and we don't want to invest in us. This new vehicle that God has aligned us with, I know it's a wealth vehicle. And even the people that are close to me, many are afraid to step in. And you're not investing in Veronica. Not at all. You're investing in you. If your credit score is 500 or even low 600s, you're still poor or fair. And if you decide that you don't have such and such amount of dollars, $89 or 188 to invest in you, but we can go out to eat or we can go on trips and vacations and we can buy nice bags and purses. We can do this stuff. The enemy enjoys it because you are steady going down a dead end road and you're going to get to a point where you have to stop. You're going to get to a point where you're like, I'm fed up with this because this paycheck to paycheck and me working overtime, double time and all the time, you're going to get tired. So I thank God that he allowed me to be obedient to do this, to be obedient, to walk away from my job, to lay down something that I had been used to. Because even working a job and making $100,000 and you're still living in lack, that was that was a, a, a strategy from the enemy. But he didn't know the God that I served. He didn't know that God has something bigger, even for you on today. God has something bigger when you get up and God desires for us to work. He desires for us to go to the marketplace and do what he's called you to do. I mean, Ephesians 2 and 10 says we are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece created beforehand. God created you beforehand to to do good works and to walk into it. Whatever, whatever job God has given you, it is for you to do something in that season, in that time. But living paycheck to paycheck is not of God. 
most of that is because we have not listened and received the wisdom that God has given. Every single day we follow, many, many people have a GPS in their car and we follow that GPS down to the T that it tells us where to go. Instead of, you know, listening to the word of God and trusting the word of God that it knows and that he knows everything that we need. He has given us over 2000 years ago, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to teach us, to advocate for us, to even be there for us. He has given us his Holy Spirit, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. God has given us that. He's given you this amazing gift, but many people would never unwrap it because they don't see it as a gift. They don't even hear the Holy Spirit because the people voices next to you are so much louder. It's so much louder. God wants you to prosper. He doesn't want you to be in the hospital and stress. Many marriages have broken up because of finances, because of money. People are arguing because of money. Because of money. It is the love of money that is the root to all evil. God wants you to prosper. So that's bullet point number one. I'm going to go a little quicker because I don't want to be on here all day long. And it's been 21 minutes already. Bullet point number two. God wants to send you overflow and abundance. I talked about this earlier today when I was out walking. And um, with this one here, I always feel like it's powerful because many people use this scripture, which is in Malachi 3, 8 through 12. We love to quote the scripture, Malachi 3 and 10. Um, but we forget about the rest of the, the scripture. We forget about verses 8 through 12. We always say, many people always say, for God is going to, open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we don't have enough room to take in. And we read that completely out of context. We read it completely out of context because if you go to the top of that scripture, it talks about robbing God. It talks about robbing God and um, withholding the tithes. And I'm not going to get deep into withholding the tithes and, uh, you know, about tithing because, uh, you know, that's something many people tend to get offended, offended with. But the Bible does teach us about tithing. The Bible actually teaches there are over 2000 scriptures in the Bible on money and possessions. That's more than half uh, than it is for faith and prayer. And many, many people are praying and they're asking for faith and they're asking God for financial blessing. And God is like, I'm trying to bless you. But I need you to get the wisdom first. I need you to get the wisdom to be able to obtain it, to keep the money, to invest it, to save it, to sow it, to tithe it, and to be able to fund the kingdom of God. But all I'm asking you for is 10%. If God has blessed you with the job, he has blessed you with an opportunity to where you can go and provide for your family, that first 10%, you should give back to God. If you want to be blessed and you want to try God, that is the only place in the Bible where God says, test me in this. If I would not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. But like I said, you got to read 8 through 12. You got to read the entire thing. So that's Malachi 3, 8 through 12. Please go in and study that one and, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to actually educate it and, and just show you what this means to you. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It, it says, do not rob God. You know, many people 
You know, even if you don't go to church, you know, you could do streaming faith. We, we get feedings from the word. You get feeding from pastors and leaders and different people. And it's about investment. It's about who are you sowing your, you know, sowing that back into. I, yesterday I got on um, one of my platforms and I said, if you have no seed in the ground, many people are waiting for the harvest. And I believe the harvest is here. But if you have no seed in the ground, just like a farmer who actually, who forms, he puts seeds in the ground because he know in a season or two, he's going to reap a harvest. He's going to reap what he needs. He's going to have exactly what he actually sowed, but it's going to be greater than what he sowed. If you have no seed in the ground, it doesn't matter if the rain is coming because there is no harvest. There is never going to be overflow and abundance for you because you're afraid to let go of what you have in your hands to receive this abundance of what God wants to give to you. He wants to give you so much. He says that there will not be room enough to receive it. You're not going to even have room enough to receive it. This reminds me of, of um, after Jesus, this is in John, I think John 21, or uh, after Jesus had um, ha- had been resurrected and he came back and the disciples were in the boat and, and they had been fishing all night and they had been trying to do this thing themselves and Jesus was standing like at the shore and they didn't know it was Jesus and he says, no, throw your, uh, you know, throw your net to the other side. And I remember that they did it different. They threw their nets to the other side and they had so much overflow they had so much that they had to call other people in to actually help them with that with, with, um, with what they were bringing in because it was overflow it was an abundance god wants to do that he wants to be able to apply su- supply you with so much abundance and so much overflow but we have to let go and i know that god has called me to help people break out of this identity crisis and out of this this prison and captivity of slavery of being in a place where it's time to move he wants to bless you and your health and you know the the bible tells us that the poor will always be with us you have a choice between wealth and prosperity we got a choice Lack is not your portion. Wealth is your portion. How are you going to help somebody if you don't have enough to even cover your own household needs and your household wants? God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. And the last one that I wanted to talk about, because um, this is this is one of the biggest ones, and this is what got me for so long. Uh, many of us are not even good stewardships over the small things that God has given us. And in Luke 16 and 10, which is the one I was studying uh, earlier as well. This is another one that a lot of people actually go in and quote there. Um, but this is the parable of the unjust steward. Unjust steward. And it says in, in verse 10, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust in much. And years ago, I remember when the lottery was so huge, I forgot how much it was. It was almost, it was a lot of money, like almost close to 900 or something million. I forgot how much it was. It was a lot. And many people was in that line and they were praying. And I mean, it was a lot of believers too, in that line, probably praying and asking God for this big blessing. But because God is such a good God and he knows the things that even our heart, you know, everybody's like, I'm going to pay my tithes and offering, I'm going to get to the church. I'm going to, you know, probably um, quit my job. I'm going to start a business. You know, we got all these good things that we say we're going to do. But God, like, you know, you're not going to do any of that. So what are you doing with the thousand dollars that you're making every two weeks? What are you doing even with the hundred thousand that you're making every year? What are you doing with what's in your hands? 
What is God giving you in your hands right now? What are you doing with what is in your hands? Why are you in lack? What are you doing? What are, the, the least, what are you doing? Why would God bless us? And if, I wouldn't even look at that as a blessing unless God knows your heart because some people hit the lottery and they become truly a blessing. And then there's some who actually hit the lottery and within five years, they are completely broke. Most of them have went into this lifestyle that they never should have, but because they asked and because their heart was only seeking mammon and seeking greatness and seeking fame and fortune and all this stuff, they end up getting something that was detrimental to their life. You know, money only does exactly what uh, you tell it to do. And I know many people have heard this, you know, this uh, saying that, you know, you end up having money, but you go to work and you're working all these hours, you're working double time, yet you have more month than money. You got more month than money because you ran out. You ran out because of choices. Question, and I'm going to give it a go. Question, do you worship wealth or worship with your wealth? Now, if you're giving God the 10%, like I said earlier, God is going to actually increase that. He's going to multiply that. God is a God of multiplication and he's going to actually increase and bless you in your giving. But if you're doing all this by yourself, you're going to always struggle. You're going to always struggle in the Bible. I want to say it's in Haggai and it talks about uh, you're working all this time, stand up late, trying to do all this stuff and you're going to work and you're doing this stuff and you come home and it's like you're putting everything that you worked hard for into empty purses. Everything that you got, the increase that you'll go out there and get, you come back and it's like the enemy devours it. He devours it. He eats every single thing up that you brought in because... God's not going to do the Malachi 3 and 11, rebuke the devourer for your sake. He's not going to protect everything that you try to get because you haven't put him first. You know, this may not be for everybody, but God is, God wants you to have multiple streams of income. God wants you to be able to, to, to go out there and receive. He says the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the righteous. And he desires, even if it's not in the business that I do, he desires for you to have a multiple stream of, of income. You can go to your job tomorrow. And I don't care if you got a trade or you got the best profession. The person who has had a vision and a dream is the person that you work for. That is the actual owner of that company who have um, had a bigger vision and a bigger plan than what we you probably had. And you work and you're doing what you have to do, but you can go to work on Monday and have a pink paper on Tuesday saying that, I'm sorry, unfortunately, we have to let you go. What's your second option besides living off of like your 401k? I don't think, I think it's very sad that we, as, 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 um, People of God, if anybody have to call their parents and their and their grandparents to borrow money, like they pay the way for us to be entrepreneurs, for us to be greater, for us to receive so much. And people are literally on social media making millions of dollars just by doing what God has called them to do. But so many people are afraid to step out because they're believing something MLM or network marketing. They're believing something instead of believing the, the creator of the creation. You never know what God may do if you step out in faith. If you step out in faith. Just if you trust God, if you let go of that little that you got in your hand, God will multiply it to where you never run out. And even if it's a, a season of dry, of, of drought or, a, you know, a season of famine, you will never run out. 
God would always bless you. You'll still be blessed. You just have to let go of it. And, and, and if you desire to seek entrepreneurship and having multiple streams of income, I want to say that's Ecclesiastes 11, um, 11 and 2, where it says, have sometimes even seven or eight. Like I want to, I desire to be able to have money coming from expected and unexpected places. I, I desire to wake up in the morning and that I'm sleeping and I'm still making money. I desire to be able to travel and, and go to many places and speak to people and help them break the spirit of poverty and the spirit of lack that they have because it is a spirit. It is not a God. It's a spirit and it has to be broken, but it's because people are in captivity and they don't know. They don't know when the doors are open. They don't know when it's a word for them. They just like, I feel something in my stomach. You know, I feel like this is it, but mm, let me just do some research on it. Fine. Do research. It don't take you long to do research, but the thing is make a decision. It's all about making a decision. It's yes or no, because at the end of the day, it is your investment. It is your life. It is your choices. And we can't come back and be upset over the fact that we cannot be homeowners or we cannot get a car uh, that, that we can afford or, or we can't get the riches of heaven or we can't get, you know, the, the, you know, go on trips and enjoy things without having to take our last couple of paychecks to go on a vacation when that is not of God and then come back and have, make a payment arrangement on the light bill and the water bill. That is not of God. And I'm speaking from 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 experience because this was us and I got tired of it but the first thing I had to do was accept the fact that I got tired of it and it was time to change my ways change is not going to happen unless you desire to change you got to be the change that you want to see you can't sit back and wait on the crowd to actually lift you up and help you Move like the man at the pool of Bethesda who sat there for 38 years. It is time for us to move as a people. You got a desire to want to do more for you and your children. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, I might not want to leave millions of dollars to, to my children right now because I want them to have the wisdom to, to be able to keep it and to, to save it and to sow it. and to, I want them to have the wisdom behind it. So I thank God that he's taking them through these seasons where sometimes they don't have nothing and they're having to put tr place trust in God. Many times we have our parents that we're trying to have them be, be God in our life when God is saying, I want you to trust me, but you're moving me out of the way and you're calling someone else who don't have it, who don't have it. When I own everything. God owns everything. He owns the earth and the fullness of it. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned it all. And people are removing God out of the way because they want to trust somebody else to do it. I thank God that my parents and my family said no. I thank God that when we lost our place, they said no. It was only one person that God allowed because he knew that she needed us as much as we needed her. But I thank God that when we moved to another state, everybody said no. We had to live in a hotel because God wanted us to get more than that. He wanted us to trust him. I thank God, even when my children go through it, because I need them to trust God, not man. Man will fail you. God never will. He wants you to trust him in everything, in all things. And it's just a step-by-step -step thing. Even if it's just saying, okay, God. I didn't want to lay it all down. I didn't want to give it all to you, but I give it to you now, God. I give it to you because I trust 
you know better with this stuff that I keep holding on to. Holding on to some stuff sometimes is extra weight and it becomes more of a burden than a blessing. But sometimes we hold on to it because we don't know where the next is going to come from. Whatever it is or whoever it is that you're holding on to or what you're trying to hold on to, that little bit that you're afraid to invest and get your credit score up. Credit is the, um, the power of good credit is so much better than money. I thank God he allowed me to see that. I, you can't get anything with the score of 500 or if you do get it, it's not going to be of God. God can bless you because he can get in the banks. He can get in the loan office. He can do things suddenly. He can do them totally different than what we can. But God wants you to have something, a vision better than just fact of I, I may, if you got a score of 500, you made bad decisions. Bad decisions. I'm talking to the younger me and I'm talking to somebody on here as well. You can change your decision. You got to put your trust in, not in the people that's trying to help you, but in the God that you serve. And you ask God to place this person in, in, in position to be a blessing to you, even though you don't know what's going to happen at the end. You just trust God. You got to trust God no matter what. Thank God for some closed doors as well. Because the open doors, God sees what's behind the closed doors. Open doors are definitely there for you, but God wants to have you receive what's in the open heavens. He does. So, I pray that this blesses you guys. I did go over my time, but you know what? When the Spirit starts and I just let Him have it and it is okay, I am just grateful that I finally got this word out. And didn't get any calls in between this time. I'm grateful that um, God has given me this platform to be able to help many people. Uh, like I said, um, I'm just, all I'm doing is sowing the seed. And even though I'm not where I want to be, I would never go back to where I used to be. I thank God that he is moving me forward and he's calling me out. My my tithing is sowing the seed into you guys today. It's sowing a word into you guys today. And it's up to you to let it grow. It's up to you to let God grow that thing. But you have to step out of being so comfortable. And you got to put your trust in somebody. Because if you don't trust in God, you trust in somebody. Trust in God and he'll send you the ones that are sent there to bless you. He's the source and he'll send the resources. God is amazing. And he desires to bless you on this day so i pray that this blesses you guys please check out the wealth vehicle that me and a team of 70 women have jumped on um, board to actually be able to help people in so many different areas of their life with not just credit restoration and and budgeting but also financial literacy and also building a, a wealth vehicle for not just them, but their family and for others as well. When you get on this vehicle that we're doing, you got to have a desire to want to help others. You got to have a desire to want to bring others up and not just trying to go up yourself because promotion doesn't come from man. It comes from God and he knows your heart. So check out the website, check out the link. Um, if you are desiring to actually get your score better and you know that you've tried this before, trust God in this, trust that he He's a good God and he's an on-time God and that whatever you decide to do that's going to help you and your family, God will bless you with that. He will bless 
bless you abundantly for at least investing. At least investing in you. You know, when we go to college, we pay large amounts of money, fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars, and we go get this job. You've literally invested a lot of money into an education that many people never even get close to what they pay for in college. They end up you know, leaving college and not working at all or going to some restaurant or working as a waitress or working for thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour, twenty dollars an hour, and they've paid a hundred thousand dollars in school loans. You invested. You did. But you you still got Sally Mae living in your apartment because you can't get a house. You still got people, these loan companies and banks telling you what to do because you can't go on vacation. You They're not taking no more pay arrangements, and we've done that. Pay arrangements, yes, they're absolutely good. We used to live off of them, but it comes a time when you got to get fed up from doing the same old thing. you got to be fed up. So... One thing about me is I'm bold. I believe God has allowed me to be more bolder and to be able to just say, you know what, if people say no, it's okay because some are going to say yes. And everybody's not going to be connected to you and everybody's not going to want to go where you go and that's okay because God has aligned the people who need to be connected with us, be connected with us. And everybody's not meant to go with you anyway. So be okay with saying yes to you and be okay with saying no to others. That's a liberating word. That's a liberating word. No, I don't have it. And don't apologize. Don't throw out 6,000 excuses why you don't got it. Just know, I don't got it. And be happy. Anyway, I'm done. Have an amazing Wednesday. And I pray that this actually blesses you. I hope that it was in your car or at the gym and that it lifted your spirit because you are now ready to be lifted up and do something totally different for you. Not just you, your family and also others. I pray that it blesses you guys. And I will talk to you again on the next episode of the Veronica Williams podcast. Be blessed. Bye.